What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting here in Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of Arlington County in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, a full team here, as always, to my right is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? How's it going? It's good. It's July 4th. Yeah, you seem like you're kind of in kind of you're not doing as well as mm. as you should be it's i mean it's a holiday coming up yeah but is july 4th it's not one of my top five holidays it's too hot i don't enjoy fireworks i knew yeah. it it's, I don't, all, it's I don't always e- the heat you just don't like the heat i don't if it was december 4th and it was a holiday you'd oh, be all for it totally yeah i know all right to my left of course our other co-host it's william e docs docs what's up also joanna hates america <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I was going to say. I hate America. Do you not like fireworks? <laughs> it's it. She hates America. Fireworks are overrated. Uh, they haven't really changed much since Lights you were like. Lights in the sky. Yeah, Lights in the sky. I, 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 tend to, I tend to agree with you. Like, what do you do? You go you go down to, to the Potomac and you, you sit on the river and then somebody shoots up something in the air and it... Uh, and then you go, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's ah. true. Well, for those of oh, us... Oh, green. That's who, my favorite. <laughs> maybe for folks who haven't been in D.C. for as long as the three of us have been, maybe fireworks are exciting. We get to see the best fireworks maybe in the world here every July 4th. So oh. maybe we're jaded. I like the fireworks that are smiley faces and then the fireworks that are peace signs. And that's but I feel like, the extent of it. Yeah, I feel like the technology should get better. Yeah. You know? That's true. Otherwise, it's just a colorful explosion in the in the sky. Over the last 50 years, we've gotten a peace sign and a smiley face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not Yeah, that's not great. Uh, I would but what do you want to see? I mean, those are timeless. Dragons. <laughs> well, the, the fireworks in Lord of the Rings were pretty sweet. <laughs> well, we did have uh, a, a July 4th batch of snacks here. Uh, given to us by Greg and Asics. Asics, of course, the official s- snack sponsor of Pace the Nation. Uh, so thank you, Greg. They're mm-hmm. very American themed. Yeah, we got some water. So Joanna's going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> they brought us some some interesting drinks. Yeah. Uh, so I got some glasses for us to do a taste test. Okay. Normal milk glasses for me and Farley, and a fancy wine glass for Joanna. <laughs> of course. Even though we're going to drink the same thing, some sort of antioxidant cocoa fusion. <laughs> right. Well, we appreciate uh, the snacks, of course, from. <laughs> From Asics, and we will enjoy these. Oh, you weren't lying. Yeah, he did bring us a dog toy as well. Yeah, I'm not happy with that. Uh, <laughs> that not, Greg, not sure if uh, that's going to be allowed in the studio. But, yeah. Well, know. it is one a one time thing with London being. In Let's the drink this shampoo shaped bottle. <laughs> well, uh, it's zero calories because it's actually a cleanser for your hair. <laughs> It's. Uh, I think that stuff is good, and I'm not sure you're supposed to shake it up because I think it has. I'm shaking it car- like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> Carbonation in there, but all right. Docs is going to handle the snacks. I'm going to handle the agenda here. We've got a big <laughs> show to get to. Uh, today's show is sponsored, guys. So this is a new thing. We're we have gonna, sponsors now. Yes, we have sponsors. Oh, shit, uh, sponsors are lining <laughs> up. <laughs> what are those paper towels? Yeah, I told you it, it uh, had some fizz in there. Yeah, but I don't believe you. Uh, we do have a sponsor today. Today's show is sponsored by the DCXC Pacers Running Camp. That's July 23rd through the 27th. It's presented by New Balance. Uh, it's going to be at Georgetown University. It's a high school kids camp. 
Uh, we'll have uh, Olympian uh, there, Julie Cully, uh, talking to the group. And Landon Peacock is the uh, uh, event director. And he's got, we got a great camp uh, set up there. And so they are sponsoring today's program. Also, big uh, big show to get to today. As I, as I mentioned, uh, we've got a guest that will be in studio. It's Mike Mangan from Lake Braddock. He is the head coach of the Lake Braddock... Do you know what the mascot is? They're uh, Bruins. The Bruins. The yeah, Lake Braddock that's, Bruins. That's a bear that's going to maul me in the <laughs> Marine Corps Marathon. So Mike Mangan, he is the head coach of, of the Lake Braddock track and field team. He's going to be in studio. We're going to talk about Kate Murphy, his athlete who just qualified for Junior Worlds and also qualified for the Olympic Trials that is uh, upcoming next week. And we'll get into the Olympic Trials. We've got a lot of athletes on the show who have been on the show who are participating and competing this week. Hopefully a few of the, them will actually make the Olympic team. I'm rooting for all of them. I'm only rooting for people that have been on Pace the Nation. <laughs> So we got those PTN guests who, uh, yeah, I, I think a number of them have a really good shot. So we'll talk about that. The Beer Mile, it's almost here. Of course, we are the official podcast and media partner of the Beer Mile. Uh, that's July 9th. We have a uh, training run this week, and it will have happened by the time. This it's today. Pre- it's today. And <laughs> yeah. By the time this today, pre- today podcast, of the recording, not right. today of the when of you're the listening actual, to this. Yeah. So that's going to be. Next uh, next week, on on Saturday, July 9th, of course, episode 32 star world record holder Lewis Kent will be in town for that. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And the news? Lewis Kent has been on the show before, so I'm rooting for him at the beer mile, too. <laughs> I think he's probably a uh, strong favorite there. But I'm rooting for our relay team of the course. most, of course. because we've been on almost every show. That's, that's almost every show. That's uh-huh. very true. And then uh, I've got some in the news, and I've got a source who gave me some inside skinny on uh, Boris Burian. So uh, we talked about a him source. last Yeah, I've got a source. So we'll talk about that later when we get to in the news. Are we going to reveal the name of the source, or do you have to protect their anonymity? I have to pr- protect them, unfortunately. Ooh. Wanted to wanted to mention, though, uh, really appreciate all the great feedback from the Jamie Watts interview. Uh, I thought that was a it was a very strong interview, a very inspirational person, Jamie Watts. A lot of good feedback, so we appreciate your tweets and your, and your likes and your likes and your emails to us about mm-hmm. Jamie Watts. So shortly, we're going to be joined by Mike Mangan. Uh, he is, of course, the head coach of Lake Braddock and their track team, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, he does a great job over there with the Lake Braddock Bruins, and he has done an unbelievable job with his junior athlete, Kate Murphy. Uh, she has been the talk of, you know, the Northern Virginia track scene in the, on the high school level and really become a national story. She qualified for the Junior Worlds, which uh, happens in Poland. Where is Poland, guys? Maybe you can help me out. With that. I think it's next to Indiana. <laughs> I know it's not in the U.S., so, mm. well... She's qualified in the 3,000 meters. She ran 9.10 last week to win the uh, junior U.S. junior national title there. I think even more notable than qualifying for junior worlds is the fact that she qualified for the U.S. Olympic trials in the 1,500. Uh, so she will be competing this week against the U.S.'s best milers in the 1,500 and 
she ran to get there she ran the third fastest prep time ever in u.s history at the adidas boost boston games she ran 407 uh 407 21 which was uh the third fastest ever behind mary kane and uh second place is you're gonna have to help me with this pronunciation here alexa i think she goes by e <laughs> i think <laughs> alexa she, yeah alexa e f son e. i think that's right yeah uh, all right so we'll just call her alexa e so she mm-hmm. is third behind those two athletes and the thing about Kate is she's actually a junior, so she's going to be back again next year to run for Lake Braddock. So Kate is out west training for the Olympic trials, and uh, we're going to have Mike join us here in studio, and he's going to tell us how she got there and much more here next on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. Now excited to be joined by the head coach of the Lake Braddock Bruins, it's Mike Mangan. He's joined us in the studio. Mike, how are you? Uh, doing well, doing well. Thank you for making the trek over here to Arlington. I know you don't leave Fairfax County that often, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, those borders do try and keep me in. They have like little police there to keep Mangan on. The Even though he's wearing side. a Key West, Florida shirt, yeah, you say that that must have been a gift. I was, um, it was. I didn't get to go. My my daughter got that fine trip. There you go. So Farley, another uh, nice nugget from Farley. Yeah. He's a, he's our intrepid reporter yeah, today, I am. no doubt. Um, not sure if you noticed this, Mike, but there is a West Springfield High School cross country shirt hanging up right behind you in the studio. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm, I'm hurt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, how do you think I feel having a Bruin in my house? <laughs> so, so Docs, Docs went to West Springfield. Uh, I went to Yorktown. Joanna, she's from New Jersey. She's so. better than us. She went right. to Jersey. Jersey's right. all right. If yeah. you, my family would say if you didn't make it in New York, <laughs> Jersey's next best. <laughs> so, so we are uh, Northern Virginia. We we uh, ran it at University of Virginia, and of course, known Mike and his program. One of the best programs, I'd say, in the country, Docs. I know West Springfield maybe won states when you were there, but these guys, uh, both the boys and girls team, are perennial state champs or contenders, com- con- contending for the state champions. So, psyched to have you here uh, in studio, Mike. So, have you always been in the the Fairfax County, Northern Virginia area? Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, born in Fairfax Hospital. Still, okay, still live within like four minutes of the site of my birth. That would make me pretty rare here <laughs> in true. Uh, Fairfax County. And and then I married a girl that was also born in Fairfax County um, and lived her whole life here. So I, I think we are the one couple that falls into that category. Totally agree. We're it. Did you go to Lake Braddock? Uh, I actually went to Woodson. Okay. Um, you know, we the area was still growing up um, when I was a, a kid and. Um, on the same street, my I have two older sisters. One went to Braddock, one went to Robinson. I went to Woodson, and yeah. actually my freshman year, there were three bus stops on the corner with the seniors at Robinson, the sophomores and juniors at Braddock, wow. and the freshmen at, at Woodson. There might have been a few water balloons that might have <laughs> flown. Um, but uh, I, was, I was a Cavalier and uh, still live in that neighborhood. My daughter will be a freshman baby Cav next year. Nice. Uh, hopefully we'll be, uh, be running up and down the, uh, sidelines at the, uh, on the field hockey field and, okay. uh, I'll get a, a new angle of what it's like to be a, a, a parent instead of the coach. 
No doubt. So did you do track or did you do other sports there growing up? Well, I, I started actually as a, a baseball player. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I really like baseball, but um, m- much like a lot of the kids I get now on the team at Braddock, um, the best thing I did in baseball was running. Right. It, what's What's funny is if you, you know, people know me now and I told you I was a base stealer, you know, I, I probably need video to prove it, but um <laughs> Uh, you know that was my job as the our catcher used to get on and I'd try and steal second third and and be ready to go and uh after a little while I, I kind of got the hint that you know this was the best part of my game was was not really baseball right so um but I get a lot of kids like that at Lake Braddock uh sure. I get a lot of soccer kids who yeah. uh, you know their their parents tell me they always got to the ball first Right or they were always the kid that ran the whole. They were game. never tired, yeah. And they then they never say anything about yeah. their skills. <laughs> so that's how we usually steal them. What? So what was your event? You you so you you bailed on baseball. I bailed you went on to track, baseball. Um, saw the light. I, I did. Um, actually, I played baseball two years. Um, I ran indoor track as a freshman, but it was just kind of wanted to do something. I uh, showed up for the basketball team. That was a, that was a train wreck. Um, so I tried out for track and, uh, since I was, you know, a base stealer, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to run that 55 dash. Right. Uh, I'm good at this. And then the TC Williams shot putters beat me. And I was <laughs> like, I think I'm going to run a little farther. And then eventually I ran an 800 and it was the first time that at the end of the race I was catching people. And I was like, wow, I'm actually faster than people here. This is pretty cool. Um, and then my senior year, senior year was kind of a train wreck. I, I really kind of caught the bug. Uh, my coach convinced me that cross country wasn't just something in the fall that I, I had to endure and, uh, went out and I took my mileage from probably 20 miles a week to 60 miles a week and stress fractured both legs. Mm-hmm. Um, missed most of cross country, uh, learned a great lesson, um, indoor track, things got a little bit better. Uh, started running some decent, you know, 500, 800,000 races and was ready to go outdoors. And uh, unfortunately, uh, mono took care of outdoors. But, um, but shortly after that, I, I, I actually got my first chance at a mile. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I ran the race one time serious my whole life and that was it, but it's still my PR. So I look at it that way. That's a good thing. When, when you were at Woodson, was Matt Murray your coach? Matt Murray was my coach. How about that? Um, he was my coach, uh, sophomore through senior year. Wow. Um, was, uh, Julie Henner in school when you were there? Julie was a freshman when I was a, uh, when I was a senior. Okay. Yeah, at that time, Julie Spites. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. And, uh, I still actually remember the, the, the first time I really saw her run, um, we were down in Lynchburg at, um, I think the track was at Heritage High School. It was this little postage stamp of a, of a, a track. It was, it was awful. I, um, but watching her run, I was like, wow, that girl's really good. For our listeners, Julie Henner was, uh, ran the 1500 in the 96 Olympics. I think in the Atlanta games. In, yeah, yeah, yeah Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. And she was, uh, for a while, she was up here in Northern Virginia, or in D.C. She was at Georgetown for a while yep. as well and as that, a coach. And, and I believe she coaches at Air Force. Is that right, Mike? Well, she went to Air Force, yeah. and uh, but recently uh, her husband is 
one of the football coaches at UPenn. Okay. So she's living right outside of Philly and, and doing private coaching. Got it. Okay. Um, she's coached a lot of pretty elite people, Jenny Simpson being one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She was, you I, no, I, obviously as a freshman, you have no idea that somebody's going to be that kind of good. Ooh. Um, but, foreshadowing to another question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, I will tell you one of the, the coolest moments of my, my track life was uh, I convinced my wife um, who I'm sure was just humoring me to go down to the Olympic trials in Atlanta. And, um, we got to see Michael Johnson break the 200 record. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see Alan Johnson hurdle, um, you know, and, and he's a Lake Braddock guy. He's yeah. a Lake Braddock guy. Yeah. And, uh, I knew him a little bit from right. knowing the Braddock staff, but you know, now having gotten to know him a lot better, it makes that even cooler. And then, uh, Jewel, we made the schedule around getting to watch Julie, um, run and uh, we're sitting there. I think the people around us must not have known it was a track meet and track etiquette. And uh, when I was yelling for Julie, they asked me if I'd be quiet because they were <laughs> no watching way. the race. Um, so I moved like two seats over and then proceeded to get louder. Yeah. <laughs> Yell even more. Yeah. It was crazy. And uh, I, I still remember, I, I mean, I can see it in my head right now. Uh, Julie hit the back straightaway. 300 meters to go in the 1500 trials at the, or the 1500 finals of the Olympic trials. And I, I looked over at my wife and I was screaming. I was like, she's going to make the team. She's got it. Um, and that was from just watching her run so many times. I could see that she had everything left and that the other women in the group were really uh, redlining almost at that point. And I, it, it, it was, it was the most awesome, probably 45 seconds Ever, because I, I I don't know if she knew she had it, but I, she did. I, I was watching there, going, I knew That's she awesome. had it. It was it was just such a cool moment. So, and then we moved away from the people that. Took it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right, just to to humor me on my, uh, uh, I think this is like a, a happy hour game. Hey, do you know this person? Do you know this person? Do you know <laughs> yeah, this person? Exactly. Um, did you know Chris McCandless? Uh, really, really well. He was yeah. the captain of my team. Yeah. Um, we grew up together. We went to Canterbury Woods Elementary School. Wow. Um, I'm still in contact with his sister quite a bit. Yeah. Um, really, she's an awesome person who has overcome so much that uh, yeah. you, if you've if you've read Into the Wild, you get one idea. Mm-hmm. If you read her book, The Wild Truth, you'll get a much better background of what she and Chris dealt with growing up. It explains a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, having a front row seat to him growing up, I didn't even know much of, of what was going on in their house, uh, which was really, really difficult. And, um, you know, there's, I, I, I would say most people in the world could not have handled what was given to her and she's risen above it and has become yeah. just such a strong person who does many, many great things for different causes, uh, lives down in the Virginia Beach area. Um, uh, just unbelievable. And I, th- I think there's actually going to be a second movie, and it's going to be um, about mostly about his sister, right. um, but with, uh, I think, much of him included in it. So, Docs, for the, the, the listeners out there, tell us mm-hmm. who, who this person is. Well, Chris McCandless, he went to Woodson High School. He ran cross-country there. He went down to uh, college in, I think, Emory in, he went to in, Emory in, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. And when he graduated college, he sold everything he had and he drove out west and and, and changed his identity. 
And after two years, he, he went up to Alaska. And unfortunately, when he was uh, living out off the wild in, in Alaska, he, he, uh, something happened to him uh, and he passed away. I think he got really sick before he passed away, but um, he did. Um, and what's kind of interesting over the last, I guess, like eighteen months, there was a, a doctoral student, I think, at the University of Michigan. I could be wrong on the university who was very interested in Chris's story, and um, but his background was in, in history, and he noticed that much of what was written about in Chris's diary. Um, of you know him start basically starving to death. Um, he kept talking about how quite quickly he lost uh, he lost the use of his legs. And this guy who is a uh, World War II scholar noticed that most uh, not most but many people in the um, Holocaust pictures there were a lot of men who were on crutches and or not walking at all being carried. And, and it something triggered in his head that I wonder what was going on. Um, did some research and figured out that those men in the in in the internment camps were actually poisoned, and the reason they couldn't walk was a central nervous um, reflex from that poisoning. He got a hold of a sample of some of the items that Chris was eating. Right. Knew a person at another university that could do a spectrum analysis of what he was eating, and it turns out there's the same toxin in what those people wow. were being fed and what Chris ate. Right. And so it's most likely Chris had no idea he was yeah. poisoning himself with something that in the information, Chris was really, really smart. Right. Um, and he had researched what he could eat and what he right. couldn't eat. But it turns out that there was a toxin in there that at high levels, it prevented you from, uh, one, from absorbing food, um, but it also caused uh, paralysis in your lower body. Right. And it... it what I read on that, it, it was really a, a rookie mistake. He had a field guide of, of edible plants, and there's a plant that looks almost identical to the poisonous plant. And so it, a lot of people think that he, he was eating a plant thinking this was something that, that was okay and didn't realize that it was it was this other plant. Chris McCandless was the subject of, of a book by John Krokauer, Into the Wild. Yep. Uh, and then Sean Penn made that into a, a feature film. Also, but it's it's a um, an amazing story. Great book, great story. Chris McCandless sounds amazing. He was about the coolest guy you could be around. He knew stuff. You have to remember, uh, I'm ancient enough that the internet didn't really right. exist. Right. Chris knew stuff uh, about things worldwide that no one else knew. He knew Greenpeace stuff when you there was no way you could have just figured that out right. easily. Um, he was a guy that uh, on multiple times, I know he went over uh, to the airport, he went over to Reagan Airport and picked up newspapers from different places in the world um, to get news that, that you couldn't get anywhere else. So he was also the kind of guy that no matter what room you put him in, he would have fit in. Um, he could have carried on a conversation with CEO of a Fortune 500 company, um, and he was equally adept at, uh, you know, if you took him out into the middle of Montana and dropped him by the side of the road and a farmhand picked him up, hmm. he would have done equally well with him. In fact, I, which he did, I think he would have preferred the farmhand. Yeah. Um, yeah. he was, he was very, he was very honest and straightforward about things. Um, what you saw is what you got with him. Um, if, 
you know, I, I think he would, although he would have done well in a, in a, in a corporate office, I don't think he would have liked it because he would have right. known, there were, known there was politics and stuff there involved that he didn't want to be a part of. Right. I could probably talk about Chris McCandless yeah. for, for another two hours. I know this. I know you want to talk about. We'll have to get Mike on for another show to talk about that. Uh, we are sitting down with, I'll call him legendary, Northern Virginia track coach, Mike Mangan. He's the head coach of Lake Braddock. Back to your, to your coaching. When did you start? coaching mike so in the uh, in the fall of 86 when uh my fledgling uh college career ended before it began <laughs> my high school coach was nice enough matt murray was nice enough to invite me back um to coach with him at woodson and okay i mean i was basically the gopher um you know and and uh or i'd stand there with a stopwatch and uh, but it was really difficult because I was coaching my former teammates. Sure. I was coaching some of my friends, younger brothers and sisters. And, you know, I, 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 I realized I liked coaching, but I realized that I couldn't coach at Woodson at that point in time. And uh, so um, I was lucky. One of my friend's mom, uh, she knew, uh, Jay, you know, Jay Romano knew that Buzz Mail needed a, an assistant coach. And Buzz had just moved from Episcopal. Uh, over to Langley High School, yep. and uh, so I went over, gave possibly the worst interview in the history of interviews. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wouldn't have hired me, but um, Buzz took Jay's reference and said, "If Jay says you're good, you're good, you're hired." Um, on a funny note, I, I, I guess maybe I'm one of those people that doesn't travel far in life. Right. Um, even though I was born and raised in in Annandale and Fairfax. I had never really much been to McLean, and I didn't realize there are two schools in McLean named Langley. There's Little Langley, which is a private school, yeah. up to like seventh or eighth grade, and then there's Langley High School. High school. So I showed up 15 minutes early um, to the wrong school. It wasn't the interview. Langley Saxons, no. And I, I was thinking, wow, this is maybe why I don't know about their boys' team. They're really small. These kids are tiny. And, uh, <laughs> These I, kids are tiny. I, I walked in and went, oh, okay. And uh, I walked in. I said, I'm here for the track job interview. And they said, we don't have a track team. I think you're confused. And then luckily there was a person standing nearby whose light bulb went off. And they went, you mean Big Langley? Right. And I said, well, yeah, that might be better. That's great. And uh, showed up five minutes then late to my actual interview and, and buzzed. Uh, had pity on me and hired the, the you know the scared. Kid. <laughs> That's great. This is this is crazy. We I've never met you before. Yeah. And quite honestly, I didn't know you, all all these background things. So I'm like discovering. We this just as talked we talk. about Kate Murray, uh, yeah. Murphy. You know, but Buzz Buzz Mail was was Farley and my uh, college coach our yep. fourth year yep. of college. Yep. Uh, so so the number of people who have crossed our paths just one degree separation is is insane. It, well, it's pretty crazy. Probably I mean, not interesting to our listeners, but I'm thrilled. Uh, of course, right now. The, the Northern Virginia running community is very small. So I, I mean, we could that's trade true. trade names all, all day long but i do want to get in to talk about kate <laughs> me too yes i know sorry the new jersey host here uh so so you were at langley and then uh, eventually got to how many years at langley and then eventually got got to lake braddock so i i started at langley and uh off and on 12 years okay. uh, in between which i i took a job at st stephen's st agnes okay. school uh, wonderful place to coach. I love that school. Unfortunately, with the number one ranked girls field hockey and number one ranked 
uh, girls lacrosse programs at times in the country. Track athletes are few and far between right. um, when you only have 180 girls. Um, but um, I, I got Buzz pushed me to get a to take the head coaching position there to get some experience. And then when he left to go coach you guys, yep. I got his gig. He recommended me for the Langley head coaching job. I was there four years. And then uh, in 2000, I switched over. Uh, the Lake Braddock job came open and uh, was really good friends with Bob Digby, who is the head track coach. Uh, and, and he uh, kind of strong-armed me into making sure that I applied, um, put me in the booth at Glory Days and wouldn't let me out until nice. I said yes. Um, Glory Days is a very uh, Northern Virginia uh, restaurant, restaurant yeah. Yeah. where the track uh, yeah. coaches and, and fans hang out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, exactly. And so uh, recently, though, it makes me – I'm now more Bruin than I am anything yeah. else over – over my my time period, so 15 years now at Lake Braddock. And you've built an amazing program, Mike. I mean, you just mentioned that you had 180 girls in the actual school at St. Stephen, St. Agnes. you got 180-some kids on your cross-country team, <laughs> it seems like, which is incredible. How many kids do you have out for the boys and girls cross-country team? Let's so say? last year was kind of crazy. We had exactly 72 boys and 72 girls. That's crazy. That is, Not I agree with you. That's crazy. Yeah. How do you end up with... That exact number, I, yeah. I have no idea. It's 144 um, kids. Wow. And, uh, you know, it, and, and what's amazing is there are lots of options out there for kids. Um, so, you know, those kids are the best recruiters. They go bring their good friends right. into the program. And we talk a lot about uh, bring me your quality friends. Right. I don't care whether they can run or not because if they're quality kids – um, they're going to figure it out. And maybe they're fast. Maybe they're uh, a kid that plugs along and really works hard and leads by example. Maybe they're the link to another kid that joins the team because they're having a good time. And uh, and, and so it, 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 it kind of perpetuates itself and it's, 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 it's been pretty cool. And, but I, I will have to say, Chris, I have, have to correct you on one thing. Okay. I did not create that program. Yeah. Um, Andy Tysinger. Yeah. And Marshall Windsor came to Braddock in the mid '80s. Before them, Ed Trim and Chris McDonald also were very successful. Um, uh, Andy and Andy and Marshall, when they came over from Fort Hunt and Annandale, respectively, took what was a good program and then supercharged it. And my job is just not to wreck the really nice. It's like I was given a Bentley right. and told just don't drive it when it's raining. Right. Uh, um, so that's with, my job. With 144 kids, do you have an assistant coach that, that tells you, like, that's Joanna? Right. Or, you know, like, whispering names in the yeah, e yeah. ear? Or, or, or do you, like, just call people by the color of their shirts or something? Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you keep track of 100, 144 people? Names. That's, that's, that's a, an enormous team. It, so here's, here's the embarrassing uh, revelation for me uh -huh. is I'm terrible at names. Right. So I get names wrong all the time, but the kids have – come to humor me on that good because quite frequently i can tell the kid their time in their last three races <laughs> yeah and then botch their name as they're running by yeah. um and then to add to it we seem to be uh loading up on the identical twins oh. over the last four years so a guy that's bad with names this is right. a disaster but um i i have great assistant coaches there's no way you could run 
a program as large as Braddock without having really, really good staff. How big is your staff? Um, so Jason Schweitzer is kind of my right-hand man. He might be the best assistant coach uh, I've ever met. I would be willing, if, if you had to go into an assistant coach battle, mm-hmm. he's my guy. I'm standing behind him. Um, and then uh, Jeff Custer, uh, who's been around a lot of years, uh, coached an uh, Olympic medalist in Sheena Johnson down at Garfield, joined us a handful of years ago. Uh, Nils Lindenblad, who's been at West Springfield and Robinson, his children ran for West Springfield, so he'll be happy about that shirt behind yeah, him. Yeah, good. Um, he, uh, he joined us last year. He's been wonderful. Um, and then Michaela Sands, who is a Lake Braddock grad, um, when she uh, got back from uh, teaching overseas in Thailand, we, we dragged her back into the program. So that's usually our, our, our regular for cross country is about five staff. Wow. Um, I, it, it would not be possible to do without that many people. Um, Cause we do try and even though we're huge, we try and make it personal. Yeah. Right. You know, it, and I think if, if you don't, you, you, the kids aren't getting anything out of it. Well guys, I was at a, uh, track practice about a month ago and it was a it looked to me a well-oiled machine something out of a college track with everybody in unison working out uh, you know who are warming up who are the, the the distance runners or the mid-distance runners you had the athletes on the pole vault pit you had the athletes practicing the shot but i mean it was a truly well-oiled machine and it does take all you and your assistant coaches so that was uh that was a fun day. I was out there to watch Kate Murphy, and I do want to talk about Kate because mm-hmm. she's kind of the big news. I know you've had a ton of athletes not like her come though. through, but nobody like Kate Murphy. Uh, what is it about her that makes her so special? Uh, that is the million dollar question. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Kate didn't start out great, and I think that is actually one of the the keys to her success. Um, she showed up as a freshman, was not even going to do, never going to be a runner, um, missed field hockey tryouts. Hmm. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, showed up because she had some friends on the team, um, ran on the back end of the varsity on a, on a, on a very good team that year. We had some moments where she wasn't training as hard as she could have. She's a typical freshman. I mean, sure. you know, uh, we were, we were joking, uh, we we were joking up at the Adidas meet uh, about one of the uh, the best moments because you know now with her being a rising senior, her role on the team is changing and leadership wise and things. And I said, you know, I said, what, what's what's your early moments that you remember from from uh, your leaders back then? And and she started laughing and uh, she said, well, I, I certainly won't forget Annie. Um, we had a senior leader, Annie Johnson, who's a UVA student at the moment. Well, there you go. And, uh, we were running a workout just maybe 10 days before the, uh, conference meet. Annie had stress fractured the second week of practice as a, you know, a senior captain and leader and, um, spent, gosh, she, she spent six weeks in the pool doing everything she could to be ready. I mean, she just really wanted it so badly. And, uh, she finally gets back to where she can do a workout and and we're running these intervals and, uh, we have some superstars up front, uh, two girls that are running really well, one at, one at Carolina and one at Kentucky and they're hammering up front. And then our pack is rolling along and Annie's doing everything she can hang on to the pack and Kate is back off the pack on like the first seven intervals. And then the last interval occurs and Kate is next to the two footlocker finalists up wow. front. She's, she's flying. 
she comes across the finish line and we see the rest of the girls come in and Annie crosses the finish line and I mean she spent but the look on her face is 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 anger right and she's like you know you sandbagged us for seven of these and then ran us into the dirt yeah and she made a beeline right over to the freshman and I still remember telling her that is not okay if you can do that you have to do that every time this team needs you to be the best you can not just when it's convenient for you and I mean she was chewing her out nice my assistant coach wanted to run over there and stop it right. and I said oh no 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 no, no the, let this, this go this yeah. is what yeah. needs to happen wow yeah. and, um, and so Kate and I were laughing about it and she said it was one of one of the most important moments because wow. she got my attention, and uh, and then and then as good teams operate after the one senior had uh, had had chewed her out, then the other senior who is more the the mom on the team right. went over and put her arm around her and right. said, "We love you, freshmen, and we know freshmen make mistakes, and we really need you, and let's go cool down." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure Kate knew whether she was coming or going at that point, but um, it's funny that it stuck out in her head. And then she said to me, "I, I can't be." Kate says, "I can't be that leader." All right. I'm not Annie. And I said, don't worry. I think I've found one that can do that job. <laughs> you just do the running thing. So, uh, yeah, so that, that freshman year, it was a little bit of a struggle. And then indoors, um, she didn't make the postseason team. Um, yeah. You know, we she ran just under 12 minutes, which is really good for a freshman. But we had other, you know, big-time runners, and she wasn't quite fast enough to make the 4 by 8 So... We told her her season was done the end of January, and outdoor track started a month later. And if you really wanted to be good, you needed to come back serious and work hard. And yes, right. you have obviously you have some talent, but it's up to you whether you're going to maximize that. Um, she went and tried out for a couple of basketball teams wow. and a soccer team, and uh, didn't make it. Um, I'm not sure what they were watching, right? Because um, she is a pretty good athlete besides being a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, some kids are just runners. She's she can do pretty much anything. Um, she came back to us and she decided that uh, she was going to run with Hannah Kristen, our Footlocker finalist that's at, at Carolina now, and um, you know Pan Am Games uh, medalist last year in the steeple. Um, she just said, "I'm going to run with her every day," and uh, we went from being you know, an 1158 two miler to being an 1101 two miler by the end of outdoor track at the, uh, outdoor national meet. It was, I mean, it was amazing. Um, yeah. And that's an amazing, I mean, that's interesting to me that she wasn't a phenom uh, immediately when you said she ran in the cross country team, the back end of the varsity. That's, that really surprises me. And 1101 is great, but wouldn't indicate that she's somebody who makes the Olympic trials in her junior year. Well, I want to go back to her training. So you have 144 kids on your team, and then you have like Kate Murphy, who's running 407 and going to Olympic trials. So does she have people that she works out with on the team? Like, how do you how do you separate what Kate's doing versus like what the rest of the team is doing? Uh, it's it's a great question. We have a, if we have 144 people, we probably have 143 training plans. There's somebody that just happens to be the same. Yeah. It might be the identical twins. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, um, so we're very individualized anyway mm-hmm. as a program. Um, we do try and pair them up and, and pack it together and work out. But at the same time, we also look at everybody's, like their running age, how many miles they've logged before they've come to us, their ability, their actual age, all those things factor in. Um, having an outlier like Kate um, – is difficult in that yes you're having 
I'm, I'm trying to balance her being a member of the girls team and having all those fun experiences, just being one of the girls mm -hmm. with the fact that even though we have some really good girls, they can't run with her at all right. um, on those kind of runs. So she trains with the boys mm -hmm. um, quite frequently early on. She trained with uh, coach Schweitzer, um, but she's too fast for him now in his advanced <laughs> age. Um, so um, he can take a long run with her, but even there, that's a that's a challenge. That that would count as his workout day and mm -hmm. her recovery day. It's kind of funny how that works together. Um, but so she'll train with the boys quite frequently, um, and then on the easy days, we'll send her with the girls, and then she'll supplement sometimes at the end. Um, you know that so that she has that experience. Um, I think far too often in our sport, we take those young phenoms that can really get stuff done time-wise and just assume that they're professionals in their head. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge mistake. And it, I think it stunts a lot of those, those, those young phenoms that never get any better um, because they're not regular kids. Kate's pretty regular. I mean, she's, she loves goofing around with the girls and, and being a part of that that group. So we definitely go out of our way to put her in situations where she can just be a kid. Um, and you know, and she does have some training partners from the guys team that, um, you know, they, they see how it's, it's unique. You know, we have a freshman boy that runs a lot of her intervals with her. Um, he's a pretty good freshman. He actually, he should be an eighth grader. Mm -hmm. Uh, shouldn't have been a freshman last year. He's a year ahead mm -hmm. around 158. Wow. You know, and he's doing his intervals with her, um, before the Brooks, uh, or before the, uh, Adidas boost meet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he looks over at me and he goes, coach, I can run a couple of these twos with her, but uh, I'm only a 158 guy. Right. right. <laughs> Thinking, yeah, uh, you're a great freshman. And, um, but so yeah, that it, it, you do have to work pretty hard to personalize it. But it sounds like you're doing a good job of prioritizing the high school team versus this like larger stage. So when it comes to like meets for the the high school program versus like was the Olympic trials always in the long term plan or was that sort of a surprise at the end of the season? So uh, it might seem boastful, but um, that was the Olympic trials were the goal all along since the Pan Am Games. Uh, last year when she mm -hmm. won gold in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. um, afterwards, we were sitting there and uh, talking, and I said, you know, what do you want to do? And she said, well, how hard is it to make the Olympic trials? <laughs> I'm like, really, really, really Very hard? hard. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, 30 people in the United States. People train their entire <laughs> lives for Just, it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she said, do you think I can make it? And I said, well, I think you have all of the skill set to make it. I said, you know, the hardest part is going to be finding the right time in the high school season for you to get that qualifier mm -hmm. because the pros aren't going to get ready till late. Right. And a lot of the pros already had the, because of the qualifying window, they had the time from last year and she wasn't going to get that option. She was going to have to get it this year. So we were really, I mean, that's been the, the hardest part of this whole process has been trying to figure out a place to do that. So the trials were the were the goal. Um, but there were lots of other little steps. I'm a, I'm a person that I, I like having goals that are uh, attainable right now, mm -hmm. goals that are attainable a little bit down the road and then dream goals. And I, I think if you don't, if, if, if you don't set those dream goals, you'll never get there. Um, we had a girl high jumper a bunch of years ago who, um, 
one of our crossbars broke. She asked if she could have it. So it was, you know, probably eight feet long. Um, she took it, measured up on her wall, five feet, eight, one half inches, which was our school record. Yep. And glued it to her wall at five feet, eight and a half inches. <laughs> and every day she walked by looked and looked at it. at it because that was the goal. She wanted to be the, the school record holder. She'd only jump like five feet at that time. Right. How psyched were the yeah. were the parents that she was gluing this? <laughs> I know, very excited. <laughs> like, hey, we were going to move this summer. Yeah. <laughs> her, dad, her dad's a pretty good handyman, so yeah. I'm sure he can spackle that up. Is this uh, the first athlete that you've had that's going to the trials? This is the first athlete I've even spoken so it's just an incredible feat and and as a coach do you feel like pressure like we're actually putting it out there i mean i'm sure you're not telling let's run.com or anybody but you're putting it out there between you and her saying we are going to try to qualify for the olympic trials how much pressure do you feel as a coach i can't screw this phenom up uh huge <laughs> um i wasn't gray before this year started <laughs> Uh, and thank God there's not yeah. a video running right now. <laughs> um, no, it, 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 honestly, um, it's been the biggest joy to coach somebody that's this good, but it's, it has certainly been the most stressful of anything I've ever done coaching because I really don't want to screw this up right. for her. Um, I, I, I'm pretty lucky. Um, my parents did a great job in reminding me every day that I was not the smartest person in the world <laughs> and that I didn't know anything anything or anything, everything or anything. Right. Um, but, um, so I, I'm not that coach that, you know, it's my way or the highway and I know all that's good. Mm -hmm. And so once things started really going well at Pan Am juniors last year, I went ahead and said, you know what? I need to start consulting some other people that have more experience with this kind of athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, and making sure I wasn't going to, you know, make a mistake, uh, a huge mistake. Um, so, you know, I, I've been lucky, um, you know, uh, Scott Rasco is Alan Webb's high school coach mm -hmm. has, has been super helpful. Um, oh, that is a good resource. Yeah. He yeah. went through it too. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, um, he's really helped everywhere from the, the X's and O's side, um, to the, you know, this is coming down the road, be careful. And to the watch out for these people. Right. Um, because you're going to get all kinds of other input that's not always great when you have a 15 and 16 year old, um, you know, who's looking at things going, this is great. And then 10 other people are telling her, well, you know, this would be even better for you. Right. Well, but, right. We, mm -hmm. but, but for what reason? Who's right. who's benefits? So and, um, you know, to, to give Scott his credit when he was coaching Alan, he talked to a lot of us who didn't have athletes that were half as good, but who had had significant success over the years with teams, you know, just, he wanted more input. Um, and that's really what has gone on here. And, um, Pete Sherry has also been a huge yep. help with Kate. Um, you know, I've, I've, uh, asked him for a lot of information. You know, he, he ran in the trials himself. Um, and, uh, his did not go very well. And which is awesome in that he's been willing to share, kind of some things that he knew he made mistakes about trying to help guide us in a manner that that'll be good for her and oh by the way guys she also made the junior world team in the 3k uh was that part of the goal as well um making the junior world team was definitely part of the goal yeah um in the 3000 might not have been the right, right. exact way um and and the way that came about was was kind of interesting we in trying to be ready for 
getting to the trials and then being ready if we did make the trials was a um, looking at it and saying, well, you know, the, the, the 3200 can't really be our focus of racing. I didn't want to beat her up. Kate doesn't run a lot of races or, and, and especially a lot of like high leverage races, I would say where she's really, really got to go. So we spent more time on, you know, down at 1600 meters, thousand meters, 800 meters, kind of working on her speed. Yeah. She Um, ran the 800 at States, which I thought was cool that you had her run the 800 and didn't even win. She didn't even win it. She did not win a state championship in the spring. Which is incredible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There was a great quote from her on, on somebody's, uh, page that I saw and they said, so what's it like being you? And she goes, Oh, I'm not even a state champion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Which is a testament to what the goal was, yeah, but she's, know, she didn't, she's not a state champion this year. Has she ever won a state yeah, champion? She, yeah. She's, yeah, she's won okay. in cross country and in indoor yeah. and she won last year in outdoor. Right. Yeah. Um, but, um, like that was one of those things that, um, she's very much learned not to, uh, over prioritize little steps and in talking to her about, you know, getting ready for the Adidas boost meet and, um, and a few other chances to qualify for the trials, they said, you know, if, if we go down to the Virginia state meet and you run four by eight on Friday and then mile two or mile eight on Saturday, we're not going to be able to train for right. a handful of days. And, you know, I don't think that's in your best interest. Her first question back is what's that going to do to the team? Wow. And I, I looked at that's her and cool. I said, well, there's these two words that are in between us and winning a state team title and their Western branch. Um, <laughs> and unless they move to another state, so you weren't going to be, you weren't going to be, we yeah. were not yeah. going to be yeah. state team champions. Yeah. I mean, even so, if, so don't yeah, worry even about if Kate that. War- scored 30 points, it just, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was, there were, their, their team is just phenomenal. Yeah, right. And, uh, so she's like, as long as it's okay and it's not hurting my teammates, you know, let's, you pick the races that you think would be best. And um, so we, we went four by eight, eight, and then four by four and just worked on speed. And then we took the next weekend off um, before we went to the Adidas boost meet, which that wasn't even the Adidas boost meet was never in the plan. We were going to run at um, Princeton was putting together a race um, with pros and I uh, was going to have a pace setter. And then uh, New York, New Jersey track club was going right. to be there. And, um, we have kind of a little bit of a tie into Frank Agliano. Yep. And, um, it, so that was always the plan. And then, um, while we were at the state meet, the firm and elite meet happened and the women ran really fast and a whole bunch of people got their qualifiers and they didn't need to run at Princeton anymore. Mm. And the Princeton meet started dissolving right in front of us. And, uh, there was a moment of panic. Um, you know, and I was working the phones trying to find, there was a, there was a new balance race in Boston and there was nobody entered. Then at the last minute, Abby D enters, Abby D Agostino enters. But then I find out that she's only running it as her first race of the year. And it's a tune up. So she can run a five K the next week. And we're going back and forth. And I was a little, a little panicky. And, uh, I, I had sent the Adidas boost rep was, was really good. A lot of the, a lot of the top level meets, um, don't ask for a lot of your input. Right. Um, New Balance Outdoors, and they have such a huge meet. They they can't really personalize. It's not their fault, but they can't really personalize it for a kid. Um, the Adidas Boost uh, representative asked me why she wasn't coming, and I said, "Well, these are our goals." And they said, "It's a high school only race. It's going to turn into a stick and kick. It won't be really very fast." And that 
you know, we're trying to find someone fast. fast race. Right. And he said, well, how about if I get you a rabbit? Mm-hmm. How fast would the rabbit have to run? I said, well, I think the rabbit needs to run two thirteen, going out. And it would be a high school kid. And, and well, and I said, uh, if it's a high school kid, you're really going to have to look. That's hard to far find. And wide. Yeah, yeah. And he said, well, I'll pay a pro. Oh, wow. And I said, okay, well, there's, there's one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said, now she's coming up to race. She doesn't want to do the duck tour in Boston. Right. Boston's a wonderful city. Right. Love it. But she's coming here with the goal to try to and run. get an Olympic trials qualifier. Right. And he said, uh, sure. He said, we don't, we don't have to do anything else. Um, I mean, there was about an hour of time that Adidas asked the kids to talk to some of the Adidas pros, look at some of their product, tell them what they thought about the product. Um, and that was it. And then go race. And so that's why we chose that race where she got that qualifier. She ran 407.21. It's the third fastest time ever by a high schooler. I mean, were you even surprised? Yeah, I, I was thinking, I was hoping for 409, wow. 49, right. you know, I just wanted to give her. us that extra hundredth of a second right. just mm-hmm. in case we needed it. Um, it. What was amazing, you know, so the race starts out, the the pace setter who just graduated from Duke, um, she was right on. I have to give her a ton of credit. I mean, first time she's ever pacing a, a, a race, she knew there was a lot on the line. There were three girls in the race who thought they could get an Olympic trials qualifier. And I mean, she was perfect at 200 meters, perfect at 400 meters. Um, they hit 600 meters. I'm on the back straightaway and I look up to the other straightaway and I see Kate pull up and pass her. And I'm just, my mouth is hanging open. I'm like, what is she doing? Right. And if I had been inside the track, I might have reached out and smacked her one. <laughs> her. Um, right. I was like, what, what is she doing? She's passing, passing the, the rabbit. Pacer. Right. And uh, to the Pacers credit to, uh, she, she said in her afterwards talking to her, she said that she was like, Oh my God, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the high schoolers really got something in her leg. She's going for it. She pulled back out around Kate and really stepped on the gas for the next 200 meters and took Kate through 900 meters. Wow. And I think that was a, a huge part of it. Cause then mm-hmm. Kate felt like, Oh, from here I can do it. Um, but I mean, it was just amazing. And then 300 meters to go screaming at her, you know, stay on the gas. You're on pace. You can do this. And, um, some of the, uh, some of the people that were standing near me, I was like, I'm screaming at her. You got to go for it. And uh, there were people standing there going, Coach, she's going for it. I think <laughs> she's got that part down. <laughs> and then, and then those people from Atlanta, yeah, uh, those, were behind those. you, like, Coach, sit down and yeah. be quiet. <laughs> yeah. You know. And then I had to go over uh, the way it was set up. You couldn't go around the top of the turn to get back to where the athletes were. Right. They had a barricaded off, and they had a security guy there. And I'm like. I'm the coach of the girl that just got the Olympic trials qualifier. Can I go through? And, and he looked at me and I'm pulling out my coach's pass yeah. and, and he's like, you know, what's her name? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> uh, Kate. And, and so they threw me, let me jump over and, and awesome. run through. And he goes, I just want her to come back over so I can say uh, congratulations That's to awesome. her. So, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. And then, and it was a zoo afterwards. Um, she little known cause it wasn't on camera, but almost threw up on Dan O'Brien. Oh, yeah, really? you know, yeah. Yeah. It was Dan O'Brien was the only one that recognized that she wasn't feeling well and, and was trying to shade her from the sun. But, uh, there was a moment I had my camera, my video camera on my phone running just in case. Smart. Not every day you get to throw up on yeah. a uh, for, former world record. Holder. <laughs> so it was awesome. Well, four oh seven twenty one. I mean, man. I mean that that puts her 
in the mid I mean, you know, not not up front with the Olympic trials qualifiers, but kind of in the mix where there's three rounds and you know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves mm-hmm. here, but No, let's get ahead of ourselves. Right, let's get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, there's three rounds and it's nice to go, but does she want to make it out of a exactly. first round? Like where are we at this with what that I said, thinking the, now? The goal all season was to get this time. Now she's got it, so you got to have another goal. So what's the goal now? Yeah. So we're, we, we've got the little goals and the big goals. Still. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. The, that little goal is to get from Thursday to Friday. Right. Um, looking, the U.S. Olympic Committee uh, does not do a really good job of giving you information ahead of time. True. Um, yes. They're, they're a little bit quiet about the heats, who's in them, how right. many are advancing, how many are we taking to the semis. Right. Um, but looking at past stuff, um, they've gone 12 and 12 for the semis. Um, which at the moment means you got to not be in the last six. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for us, Kate's one of part of her skill set is that she can finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's making us feel pretty good. Um, it's still a different world. Um, she's a small person. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, some of the women that she's going to competing against are, are, are more muscular, more aggressive, have a lot more practice at doing these rounds sure. kind of thing. And so our worry is always, you know, you get trapped in a bad spot and then everybody goes and then you don't get there. Um, so, so the first goal is, is to get to Friday. Yep. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's a very attainable and, goal. Yeah, and agree. when you say that just for our listeners, that means that there's, there's three rounds. Three rounds. The first round is Thursday. If she's one of the, you said 24 it, it fastest, looks like 24 fastest right. for a, a two section semi. Right, so then she'll qualify for the second round, which is Friday. Which is Friday, which will be, that will be, honestly, that'll be very tough to get from there to the finals just because she's going to have to run two high-leverage races back-to-back. Right, Um, back-to-back days. Back-to-back days. Um, Mm -hmm. Then they give them a a day of rest. How very nice of them. (laughs) Yes, and uh, it would be really nice if it was over five days instead of, but but we're not going to get that. Um, Right. And then if, you know, that way, and I get it, the 1500 is one of those, I mean, that that's one of the premier events. So you want to have your athletes a little rested for the finals um, so that the show is better, you know, on NBC. And sure. um, so the big goal is, is to get to the finals. Right. And then with a lap to go, hope you're in a spot that you sure. can make a run at it. There you and, go. Um, sure. You know, she's, she's young enough and, and naive enough. So don't don't give, give me the link to this show. Yeah, you're you're, <laughs> you're you're giving me chills, man. You know? I, yeah, and and uh, so for our listeners again, hope I, I don't know what the TV schedule is. I know they do a lot of these races for TV, so you'll be able to see Kate Murphy. And this is a big story. This has turned into you know not a nice local Northern Virginia DC story. It's turned into a national story. She'll be. Is there another high school athlete who will be competing? There in? is yeah. Christina Aragon. So she'll be one of two high school athletes competing. Yes, is there's Christina really a, also in the fifteen. She's also in the fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, she made the world junior team in the As fifteen. Well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then Alexa Ephraimson, who is the other fifteen hundred in the world juniors, um, will be in there. And um, you know, so it it there's a couple of young ones in there that that could do very well um there's actually runner's world i just saw yesterday um uh published a uh it's um aragon and and kate murphy a little profile of both of them wow. um which is pretty cool um super cool you know um kate's uh you know kate's family neither of her parents were runners 
And uh, both of Christine Aragon's parents are elite runners, <laughs> um, elite college runners. And I believe her father missed uh, the making the U.S. team by one spot. Wow. Um, in okay. 80, I think in 84 in L.A. Um, so she has a pretty good she, pedigree. She's got pedigree, <laughs> but this is all new to Kate and her family. Yeah, this is, is this has been uh, a, a an eye opening moment from her are, for are, her parents. So obviously, I mean, you know, four oh seven. I mean, professional athletes are getting paid to run a four oh seven in this track world that we live in now. Obviously, every college coach would want her. She's going to be a senior next year. She's not even. She's going to be in high school next year. I mean, our profession. How is this working? Are, are agents contacting you, or every coach in the country contacting you? How's that work? Well, so far, uh, so far, no on the agents, yeah. which is great because yeah. we're trying to really kind of you know shut her social media totally. world down a little bit so that it's not so stressful. Um, a lot of colleges over the last year have been. Um, uh, when she ran four sixteen at, at USA Juniors last year, it kind of opened the floodgates right. on the emails and the phone calls to me and uh, people contacting her through social media. I mean, it just kind of crazy. Yeah, um, I, I can't imagine what it must be like to be an elite in, uh, you know, uh, an elite basketball player. Oh my gosh. Right. Be nuts. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, so that part's, that part's been a little crazy. Yeah. Cause um, you got to kind of shelter her for, from a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I just try and blot out yeah. the noise yeah. for, I feel like the, I, I could be the, the movie, the blind side. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. slightly smaller and less athletic, but, right. uh, but I'm doing the same <laughs> job at the moment. Right. Um, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the colleges, I, I think she's progressing her way along yeah. um, in that, you know, and, and has had good contacts with quite a few different programs, um, you know, and, and is still got a lot of work to do on that. Um, we're trying not to make too many snap judgments sure. that, you know, oh, this team's great because so-and-so ran for them and ran fast. Well, let's make sure that that's really a good fit for you. Is that school in a good place? Is it academically correct for you? Is the team correct for you? Um, you know, the, the, all those decisions need to be weighed. And, um, you know, so I've been working with her on that quite a bit. Um, but it's something that we've kind of tried to push off a little farther. I know July one is, you know, kind of the open hunting Coaches season day. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, we're kind of trying to push that off a little bit because sure. she's got other business. Absolutely. Um, you know, with the trials and then and then the world Worlds juniors. In, in Poland, right? Yeah, yeah, in Poland. She's going to be there for 10 days. Wow. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to see her for three days <laughs> in Virginia um, from, you know, last week until the last week of, I think she comes back like the 25th of July. From wow. Poland, um, so just just kind of crazy. So you're you're sending daily, you're contacting her daily about workouts and running schedules and all that. How's that working? Uh, working pretty well, actually. Yeah. While we were sitting here, my phone lit up and there was <laughs> right, a, right. a text from her. <laughs> so it, that's been pretty good. Um, yeah. Last year worked pretty well. She went out to Brooks PR meet. Actually, ran the worst like legitimate race she's ever had mm -hmm. out there as a struggle stayed on the West coast before the USA junior. So we've had a little bit of practice doing that from afar. Uh, next week I'm going to, I'll be out there on Wednesday next week. So I'll be there while she's racing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, more moral support, and that's all. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. There's much I can do other than right. try and help navigate, keep the stress level down. But um, 
she's we, that's that part's been going pretty good. She's very self motivated, driven, yeah. organized, and um, so that part's been great. Well, we could talk to you, Mike, um, all day, and uh, I'm sure uh, Docs as well, who um, who loves the Northern Virginia track scene as I do. Uh, you have a lot of great stories. We'll have to get you back on the show. Uh, again, Kate Murphy will be competing this week at the U.S. Olympic Trials. An amazing feat. Uh, her coach, Mike Mangan. Did an amazing job getting there. So congratulations to uh, you and all you guys' success, man. It is just such a great story. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, you can follow her, of course, uh, you know, this week. it's the, the trials will be on NBC. And also I wanted to mention uh, Team Kate Murphy has a GoFundMe page Ed Lull set up, and that was really cool that he did. So you can donate. If you go to GoFundMe, you can sponsor Kate to uh, get Mike and her coaches out to Eugene. There, it looks like you guys are pretty much already there for that. Yeah. We, one thing on the GoFundMe yeah. that's not mentioned is yeah. uh, Coach Schweitzer is also going to be joining awesome. us. So it's actually three of us, not two, totally. which is even better. Um, he's he's wonderful, and he was able to change some uh, uh, family plans around so that he can make it that's out awesome. there. That's awesome. So, so uh, donate, yeah. donate to that, and uh, that, it would be great to have her – her team out there who's helped get her to uh, this point. So, so awesome. All right, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck to you guys out there in Eugene. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, that's Mike Mangan. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Pace the Nation. All right, thanks again to Mike Mangan for joining us here on Pace the Nation. Uh, good insight there on Kate Murphy and good talk about uh, her preparation for the Olympic trials. Joanna, do you think that now, after this interview, you can go out and, and uh, train and also be a high school runner that can qualify for the Olympic trials? Um, I think I'm a little past my prime. Yeah. Mm. Well, it is amazing what she's doing over there. cannot believe she's a junior. Uh, good to talk to him about Kate. Good to talk to him about Lake Braddock and the Lake Braddock Bruins. Nah. Cross country and track and field team. Uh, so we mentioned obviously the Olympic trials with uh, Mike, and we've had. So let's make this about us. We've had a number of athletes on this program that are participating in this week's Olympic trials. Can you guys name them? Uh, let's make a competition out of this. Okay. And uh, between me and Joanna, and if you can't get one or you get one wrong, you have to take a shot of the strawberry shampoo drink. <laughs> Perfect. It's, I think it's the sonic energy something that Greg gave Super us. Super fruit infusion. It's not mm-hmm. shampoo, although mm-hmm. uh, it looks may look like shampoo, but I think it's a from great this, game. From this moment going forward, I will refer to it as the strawberry <laughs> shampoo drink. All right. I think that's a great game. Uh, who, who should start here? Go ahead, Joanna. Ladies first. Okay. Matthew Centrowitz. Ding. Correct. Molly Huddle. Ding. Correct. Carrie Gallagher. Ding. Correct. Ashley Higginson. Ding, correct. Jenny Simpson. Wow, that one was a sleeper because she just did the uh, introduction one. That's true, mm-hmm. but that is correct. Wow, wow you that's, guys are good. That's really good. Well, I think that's it. So, I like, do I have to do a shot now because we're <laughs> out of guests? Yes, that's the way the game. You set up the game. I blame I blame all of our guests, all of our non-Olympic trials guests <laughs> for not running faster to get into the Olympic trials this year. <laughs> right. Um. But all right. Yep. There you go. Shampoo shot for dogs. Or or do you have one? 
No, I don't have anyone. All right, you have to do one. You have to do a shot too. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way it works. Well, of course, uh, Julie Cully, Olympian. But uh, not running in the trials this year. Yeah, so that wasn't part of the game. <laughs> Matt Matt Sensuit Senior, Olympian, but surprisingly enough, not running in the trials this yeah, year. Yeah, guess what? Also not part of the game. So, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you guys to do your shots, so and we can carry on. Well, I'm going to make you do a shot now because <laughs> we also had Mark Davis, who's an Olympian, and you didn't mention right, him. That's a good call. So for yeah. your omission, you have to do a shot of strawberry shampoo. <laughs> This is delicious. This is the most delicious <laughs> strawberry shampoo I've ever had. Uh, well, I look forward to the Olympic trials uh, this week. Starting Friday is the men's 10K. They're doing it in like wacky times, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon for a lot of these dis- distance events, uh, 2 o'clock Eugene time. Again, they're going back to well, the... That's good uh, for us. That means that I can finish my work day and then watch track. <laughs> it's, it's, they, are, they are catering again to the TV networks uh-huh. for this. Uh, and I think that's the first time they've done that for the track trials. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited because on the East Coast, it's going to be easier for us to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Joanna, what are, what, what are the three most anticipated events that you're looking forward to? Oh, me personally? Yeah. Um, definitely the women's 1500. Okay. Who, who do you predict to make it out of the 1500? Let's put you, let's put you on the record. I don't know that I want to go on the record. No? <laughs> Why? Cause you're friends with Carrie. Yeah. And I, I believe in the nugget. Like she's going to make it. The nugget. Yeah. That's, that's what we call her. So yeah, do you, okay. do you not want to jinx her or something? I don't want to jinx her. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Carrie's probably the only person that I'm like really friends with that's running. So mm-hmm. I feel like I could, like, I'm excited for the women's steeplechase as well. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like me saying that I think Emma or Ashley is going to make it is going to jinx them because mm-hmm. they're strong contenders. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited. So that's your second, that's your second event. Yeah. I like the steeplechase. Yeah. The women's steeplechase. Uh-huh. Steeple people, Farley. <laughs> I, I'm excited for those two events too. I mean, I like all the distance events from 800 and up. Farley likes everybody. <laughs> do, you, do you, do you guys get into anything like the sprints or anything like that? Uh, not for me. Not so yeah. much. I don't, I don't really watch those races. Um, and I do like watching the men's 15, especially when Matthew's racing, just cause he is so exciting to watch and he's just such a good racer. So so will you make a prediction, being the resident track nerd on the uh, program here, mm-hmm. prediction on the men's 1500? Um, I don't know, actually. I mean, I think that Matthew will make the team, um, but I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to make predictions I think about... He's been, I think he's been hurt a little yeah. bit. He has, yeah. But, but I, so was he going into the last Olympic that's, trials, that's too. That's true. Yeah, and I think, he, I think he said himself that a little bit of rest probably wasn't a bad thing for him, and he hasn't really lost too many days of training, so he feels pretty confident, too. What about what about former UVA middle distance stalwart Robbie Andrews? Got to root for him. I think he has a shot of uh, making the team kick, as well. Yeah, yeah. He he um, has come on. He did awesome indoors at at Worlds uh, in the. I think that was a fifteen hundred indoors. Yeah. But you got to u- root for the, the for the UVA guys, of course. Well, you don't have to, especially if you didn't go to UVA. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, yeah. you and I have to. For uh-huh. sure. So, Farley, what, you're you're just excited for all distance races. Well, you know, what a if, boring answer. If if, if yeah, if I'm going to be more specific, I would say the 1500 for the men's. Uh, very interested in the women's five five thousand meters because, mm-hmm. of course, Julie was uh, the champ last year. Humble brag. 
three or four years ago. Uh, four years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Last time. And uh, I think I'm 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 also excited to see if uh, Rupp runs or what what he's going to do. Mm. Count count me uninterested in Gavin <laughs> Rupp. Yeah. No. Both you guys not yeah. interested in it? not interested in that. Is he yeah. running the five k, ten k? I think so. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's running the ten k. Yeah, definitely the ten k. Okay, I'm kind of interested in, in although how he does. Despite my answer, please count me uninterested. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care to make any predictions, Chris? Sure. I, I think that uh, I think that whatever Rupp runs, he will win. Mm. And I think the women's five k. I think you're going to see uh, Ashley Higginson's teammate, Nicole Tully, at least make the team. So I'm, I'm excited about that because that one's kind of up for grabs because I believe that Huddle is running the 10K and not the 5K. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And I think Kim Connolly is registered or signed up for both. I don't know that she'll run both. Yeah. Well, I think that's the extent of our knowledge on what happens at the uh, trials. Right. Yeah, I think the 1500s are pretty exciting. Yeah. I think from from my side, uh th- there are individuals that I that I'm rooting for to make the team. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I I want USA track and field to have the strongest team possible. So, I'm always like when I'm watching this, I'm always hoping that one of our favorites or somebody who right. has a a medal chance doesn't flame out in in the trials for something. Remember they Yep. Many years ago, they did a whole Dan versus Dave <laughs> right. Reebok campaign, and Dan O'Brien failed to make the Olympic team, and he had, he was the world record holder in the decathlon. I do remember that, yeah. And and so th- those kind of things, it's like it's great for the three people that make it, but I'm, I also watch this and kind of root that, that our favorites, people who are medal contenders, make the team. But I don't think that in, in any of the events, or th- there's very few events where we have three strong medal contenders. So then you kind of hope that that you know the best athlete is going to get one of those spots, and then I root for uh, certain individuals, good stories, you know, stuff like that. Wow, I think the guy who knows the least about track here on the show had a really maybe the best answer. I agree. People who were on P- Pace the Nation, mm-hmm. they're the number one. That's number, number one, one who I'm rooting for. And then yeah. number two, people are, are athletes who would do. The best medal contenders when it comes to the Olympic Games. Yeah. Good answer, Docs. Thanks. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored today by the DCXC Pacers Running Camp, which is presented by New Balance. It's July 23rd through July 27th at Georgetown University. You can still sign up for the DCXC camp. Just go to runpacers.com backslash DCXC dash camp and sign up for the uh dcxc high school running camp today you must be a high school athlete true to qualify very very true well to go you can you can register and give the money no matter how old you are but you can't get (laughs) you can't get a spot if you're not a uh if you're not a high school athlete you're not a high school athlete you are not sleeping in the dorms (laughs) that's a good point good qualifier there docs All right, this week in the news, all the news that's of interest to the hosts, that's usually running related. Sometimes alligator related. That, 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 that mm-hmm. is true. 
Mm-hmm. That is true. Uh, this, this not in this case, not this week. Yeah, uh, but uh, this 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 week, an eighty-year-old couple is in the news. Mm-hmm. It looks like Katie and Joe O'Regan they crossed the finish line of the 2016 Cork City Marathon, holding hands. Lame. Hey, Farley, do you know where Cork is? <laughs> I do not. <clears throat> Joanna, do you know where Cork is? I've been to Cork. I do. It's in Southern Ireland. Southern Ireland. I see that in the story now. All right, next question, Farley. <laughs> yes. Do you know where Southern Ireland is? <laughs> it's the southern part of Ireland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, this marathon tradition, they run together, uh, began before their 50th birthdays, which were three weeks apart. So they've been doing this for 30 years and traveling all over the world. Uh, running races together. How cute. This is, uh, yeah, lame. This is uh, similar to the, the other person who did the 100-meter, uh, set the world record, the 100-year-old the 100, 100 yeah. or whatever, yeah. who took up running in her 60s. And, and, then, and this couple took up running in their 50s. And looks like in this thing that they, they've traveled the world, they've gone to cool places and run marathons together. It's pretty it, awesome. It is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could do without the hand-holding, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, I got a question. Das is verboten. I got a question for Voss, Joanna. Voss, Holton. In, the, uh, in the, the headline, it says, hashtag relationship goals. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I've seen that before. So when something happens in the world that you wish would happen in your relationship, you can hashtag it relationship goals. Oh, okay. So like, uh, what's a good example? Like, say you see a picture like in the Patagonia catalog of like a couple and their dog kayaking in uh, a really pretty lake with okay. like mountains in the background. Like if you were into that, you could hashtag that relationship goals. Or you could just hashtag it like cool kayaking spot. <laughs> <laughs> Why not that? You could because there's yeah. not really strict rules on what you ha- how you hashtag. Yeah, you could do whatever yeah. you wanted, okay. but that's how relationship goals work. It's like if you see something that you want for your relationship, you can hashtag it relationship goals. I'm frantically writing this down. I, You know I have these social media rules here, so I yeah. think I might add that. This yeah, might be in your you advanced would, class. Yeah. 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 No, well, he's doing research. No hashtagging that. Uh, I would not. You're not going to see me hashtag anything relationship goals. Well, Okay, but devil's advocate, uh, why don't you give us something that you would hashtag relationship goals? Like, just come up with something that, that uh, if you were going to use that hashtag. Okay, you're putting me on the spot here. Yeah. Um, uh, what would be a relationship goal of Julie and I? Are you talking about me and uh, Julie and Well, I? that's a relationship you're that, in, so I'm assuming, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be the hope. <laughs> All right, um, a relationship goal of ours is to not get our dog killed. I mean, I know it's not, it's not sexy, but <laughs> or romantic, or romantic. But <laughs> our dog was running rampant last night around uh-huh. uh, Clarendon, and that was pretty scary. Okay, so. so let's say that there's a stock photo of a couple sitting on a couch with their dog quietly sitting on the floor at their feet. That is a good that you would hashtag relationship <laughs> goals. Yes, a yeah. o- obedient, docile dog. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, I think that's a good one. Thank you and for then, helping me. And then Julie uh, goes to uh, – this is the second 101 Dalmatians uh, reference in, in two weeks. Yeah. Julie will go to like a 101 Dalmatians stock photo and, and, and hashtag it relationship goals. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I, 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 I take it back. I, I maybe could hashtag relationship goals. All right. Now the next step is for you to actually do it. All right. Maybe I will do that if I can get my dog to calm down. I'll, I'll try to tweet something out this week. 
Uh, also in the news, I mentioned I had a source about the Boris Burian uh, controversy. Mm-hmm. And this source has told me, don't be surprised if Boris Burian is running in a Nike kit <gasps> this week at... Uh, at, at the Olympic trials. Wow. That's a, this is a scoop. Yeah. So we will see. This is like Tostito scoops. But uh, the theory is that Nike would not have dropped that lawsuit. And some insiders have said. Now, is your insider in, in the uh, shoe industry or are they in, in the, the, in the law industry. industry? In the shoe industry. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't have many lawyer friends. Was this so all? Keep bringing lawyers on the show. Except for Ashley Higginson. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're, we're, we're accumulating. Actually, shame on us for not having a, an emergency PTN podcast and bring in all of our former lawyer guests. Jerry and, and Alexander. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Alexander, Ashley Higginson. Yeah, true. Um, true. That's true. That's true. We, we Judge Lance Zito. <laughs> was he on the show? <laughs> no. Uh, it's from something else. No. So was this all just a, a big ploy to get the reductions out of his contract? I'm not. I, I'm not sure, but... If he you, said that he hated Nike shoes. If you think about it. He said they were the reason that he lost. If you think about it, uh-huh. they did drop the lawsuit against him. Well, Nike isn't one to just go away quietly. Yeah. They have the resources to take this as far as they want to take it. They probably have the resources also to make sure that this podcast never sees the light <laughs> of day. <laughs> so let's true. be careful what we say. That's true. But I have a well-placed source that says he will be running in a Nike Wow! Here at uh, you, you just went from "Don't be surprised to see it" to "He will be." Yeah. Well, but that's committal. I, 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 I just said I've got a source who, uh, who, who might be in the know. So, wow. Uh, so yeah, we'll see if that is a uh, if that actually happens or uh-huh. if my source is just full. Of but, but you know what I like about this story is that in 2016, media doesn't have to report accurate news right just as long as we're first on the scene with the news <laughs> yeah so I, I think that uh this is this is journalism 101 <laughs> 2016 i agree so no problems here i agree i just said i i, I did say don't be surprised mm-hmm. so of course i mentioned the beer mile joanna we have a beer mile training run tonight well, over there at Navy yeah Night. when the proposal already have happened well, obviously, and we we will have also had our podcast happy hour. Also true. So that was a great time had by all. So thank you guys for coming out to that Beer Mile training run and podcast happy hour. So the Beer Mile has been incredibly well received as we've chronicled on this podcast mm-hmm. over the past few weeks. Uh, I would like to give out one more, and probably Kathy would not authorize this, but screw it. Um, one more entry because it is sold out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, Joanna. Give me a trivia question that the first person who answers correctly at pacethenation at gmail.com can get a guaranteed entry into the, the Pacers Beer Mile. Uh, that's uh, You're going to actually, you, you'll have to pay for the entry, but it will be a guaranteed spot in the sold out Pacers Beer Mile. Okay, I've got one. All right, give it to us. In one of the early episodes, so that's a hint. Okay. Um, Chris Farley missed the 2015 Run Washington party. Mm, yes. Why did he miss the party? Oh, good, good, good question. So we're not going to tell you what episode that's in. Only the loyalist of listeners, and that's who we're really cater- catering to here, would know that answer. But why did I miss the 2015 
Run Washington Party. And so they email the correct answer to PaceTheNation at gmail.com. Correct. So Lewis Kent was on episode 32, obviously. He's going to be in town for this week's Beer Mile. He's also going to be on the uh, Sports Junkies radio program on Friday morning. You know, they broadcast right over there by your store there in Navy Yard. Mm -hmm. And he's going to do a Beer Mile against one of the hosts. Oh, who so do you I think, think will win? <laughs> I think that's that's pretty cool. Uh, he's going to uh, race J.P. Flame of the Sports Junkies. Are they going to do a full mile? mile? They're going to do a full mile. Where are they doing this? It's right outside their studio. They broadcast from 1015 Half Street, which is about a quarter mile from the Navy Yard store. Yeah. And it's around the parking lot. Um, do you think that... Lewis Kent's going to be too tired to win the next night? I think he's going to be able to easily jog this right. uh, beer mile on Friday morning and then win the next night as well. I mean, this is kind of a hot tip for some of our elite listeners yeah, that maybe true. Lewis Kent won't be a runaway in this race. Maybe he's going to, yeah. he Maybe he's going to try so hard on that Friday morning beer mile that he's going to... You know what, Joanna? I think he's going to be just fine. Have you I seen? think he will, too. <laughs> he, he took over the Pacers, Run Pacers Instagram page and showed us how to chug a beer. I mean, it's unbelievable how the, his chugging ability is unbelievable. It's world class. Uh, it's, it is world class. So that'll be fun to, to see him on uh, the Junkies uh, radio program Friday morning. And then, of course, he will be our celebrity at uh, the Beer Mile on Saturday night. Yeah, can't wait to see him on radio. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you actually can see him on radio. Watch thejunkies.com. You'll be able to see him. He'll be on the 9 o'clock hour on July 8th. Thanks again to our sponsor of this week's show, the DCXC Pacers Running Camp. It's presented by New Balance. It's July 23rd through the 27th for high school runners. Athletes can uh, stay at the Georgetown University campus. They can also do a... Uh, day trip over to Georgetown so you don't necessarily have to stay at the, uh, the 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 campus overnight really cool camp you can still sign up runpacers.com backslash dcxe and you can find information on that all right thanks again to Mike Mangan the head coach of the Lake Braddock Bruins best of luck to his athlete Kate Murphy as she competes in the Olympic trials 1500 this week in Eugene, Oregon. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. Hope to see her do well this week. Thanks, of course, to our intern, Kelly. Thanks to our listeners. Appreciate you uh, and your feedback from this past week's show. Look forward to a very special guest next week. Very exciting guest that I think everybody will enjoy. Docs, I forgot to mention, I brought your T-shirt today. Finally. About time. You can buy your T-shirts. It's uh, runpacers.com backslash podcast. Buy a T-shirt. They are still available there. All right. For William E. Docs, Joanna E. Russo, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We'll see you next week.
think this is really disgusting. You do? Mm-hmm. It smells like strawberry shampoo. It smells like chemicals. Uh, it looks like what you always drink. What do I always drink? To get into the most fun zone. Oh, rosé. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like a, a lighter rosé. Uh-huh. This is pretty dark. This would be like a Malbec rosé. Mm. Okay. Isn't the best wine in the world a Malbec? It is. And I do like Malbecs, but mm-hmm. for rosés, I like something that's a little uh, little lighter. I just like that, that uh, how nice my shirt and my, my jeans smell now. <laughs> they go to Miracle Max. He goes, have fun storming the castle. And, and, then, and then she goes, do you think they, do you think they have a chance? It would take a miracle. And he's Miracle, miracle Max. Max. Okay, that's hilarious. All right. <laughs> Out of all the cookies I've ever had that look like they're the crust from a uh, chicken pot pie, mm. this is the most delicious. Noted. But I think- didn't she beat Mary James' record, too? Oh, I shouldn't bring up I didn't need to bring up new information. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to do this again. This is gonna be a nightmare to to, to uh, edit. Killing you, dude. Sorry. 